Welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and this is episode number 178. Chandler Klebs, I Didn't Choose Atheism. This is December 9th, 2014, and um, basically Chandler is going to introduce a segment that will last almost 12 minutes, then I'll use the remainder of the time talking about the implications of free will and God. Um, and just very briefly, yeah, Chandler will be talking about you know, the, the, um, the attributes of God and how this all relates to free will. All right, Chandler, take it away, and we'll be back um, after he's done. Thank you. Hello, it's me, Chandler Klebs again. Um, today I want to talk about a subject that I'm sure is controversial. It's going to be about why some people believe in God and others don't. Because there are causes for what happens. Um, there's a reason why somebody would or would not believe in God. And it depends on your definition of God. Because ultimately, if your definition of God is that God is, you know, all-powerful or knows everything, you know, or is all-present or is all-good, you know, all of these all-things, these omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, omnibenevolent, I'm sure you've probably heard these attributes of God if you grew up, you know, Christian or Jewish or maybe Muslim. Um, and I wanted to talk about this topic for quite a few different reasons or causes. Um, because ultimately, I think that the real um, issue between Christians and atheists, this war that goes on about religion, about the existence of God, it's not so much about the existence of, of God as it is defining what do you mean by God. Because the thing is, if somebody says that, you know, God is all-powerful and that um, he could do anything and could stop you, um, stop you from suffering, um, you know, then basically you wonder, well, if God could have prevented this person from being killed or raped or something like that, then you think, well, if God could have done otherwise, why didn't he? Or she, because what if your God is a she? What if your God is, it could be a he or a she or an it or, you know what I mean. It's like people have different definitions of God and people disagree on what God is. And I do believe that there is a direct um, connection, a relevance here between the, the um, debate about free will versus determinism um, and the debate about the existence of God. Because debating the existence of free will is sort of like debating the, the existence of God. And I hope that I'm explaining this accurately because I want you to understand this because if God, um, as some people are taught, as I was taught, knows the future, knows that um, everything that's going to happen in the future for a fact, well, what's interesting about that is that means that we're not making choices. That cancels out free will 
right there. If God knows what's going to happen before it happens. And so the omniscience of God in whatever religion you may be from isn't kind of a conflict with free will. And see, a long time ago, I had recorded a video that um, God couldn't be omniscient because we have free will. But then George Ortega um, commented on this video that I had and pointed out that in 380 AD, um, St. Augustine came up with um, the term um, free will. And it intrigued me because, um, like, my opinion, my belief back then was that um, God can't both know, know the future while us being able to control the future. And this is a big, deep, philosophical, theological issue. But, you know, other people, when they say it's a, a deep issue, they're afraid to talk about it. And I'm not afraid to talk about this philosophical issue because I'm a philosopher. And I'm not afraid to talk about what you might consider theological. I'm not afraid to talk about religion because it's kind of one of those things that I have to do. Um, and see, my solution was since we had free will, since I believed that, I thought, well, God can't know everything which seems like a logical conclusion, but then there's another conclusion which other people come to. They're, they're like, well, basically, since God knows the future, then we can't have free will. So your belief about God knowing the future is will directly affect what you believe about free will versus determinism. And so there's, you know, the... Calvinist versus Arminian um, viewpoints on the sovereignty of God, the foreknowledge of God. And, well, okay, for what it's worth, my position is, well, I don't think there is a God who um, created the world and knows the future. I don't, I don't think it makes sense, and so I don't believe something that doesn't make sense to me. Because... I just thought about it and I'm like, well, you know, um, I don't understand the concept, you know, of original sin, like Christians teach, like that because Adam and Eve ate a fruit, that somehow that means that we deserve hell. And I don't think anybody deserves hell. I don't think I do. I don't think Adolf Hitler deserves hell because that's, um, you know, a burning in fire forever, for all eternity. And I think, is there anyone that I can think of that even if I could somehow throw them into a fire that burns them forever, would I? Would I send someone to hell if I had that kind of power? And my answer was no. And if I would not send somebody to hell, if I would not want somebody to suffer forever, then why would God? Well, that's kind of the question I had to ask myself. And, you know, I've been going through this questioning phase for the past two years of my life. And like I, you know, I tried to believe in a 
in a God that's loving and nice, but there was also the conflicting message of, well, God also, um, um, you know, will s send you to hell if you don't believe um, that Jesus resurrected from the dead, you know? And, like, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know for sure if Jesus existed or was God or what. And it's kind of a weird thing because ultimately I wouldn't crucify somebody. Why would I crucify somebody? And whether or not Jesus rose from the dead, whether he walked out of his tomb or whatever after three days or, you know, I don't see what that has to do um, with whether I should be burning in hell forever. And I just don't see the relevance. And so when I thought, man, that's irrelevant. Like, I don't understand why I deserve to um, suffer because I don't believe it in God or because of what fruit um, uh, ancestors from thousands of years ago, you know, Adam and Eve, like, it doesn't make sense to me. And because it doesn't make sense to me, I don't believe it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I call myself atheist, um, that I don't believe in God. And everybody by that time, if they've read my blog, they kind of know that. But I wanted to talk about it in a video because I want people to understand that a person stops believing in God not just because they're angry at God. Now that may be part of it, but what if it doesn't make sense? There's all kinds of reasons outside of someone's control why they might believe in God or not. Because if the definition that somebody tells them about God, if that sounds believable to them, if it makes sense to them, then they'll probably believe it. And if they're like me, where I don't understand certain things, then uh, I'm not going to believe it. And I really don't think there is a God or anything like that. But I would just like, you know, a very honest answer. I would really like, um, if I do talk to Christians about this subject, I would really like them to say something besides, you're going to hell, hell is a horrible place. Because I'm like, is that it? Is that why you want me to believe in God so that I won't go to hell? And I'm like, well, I don't understand it because if God doesn't want me to go to hell, then why doesn't God make me believe or do the right things that give me my salvation? Because there's this idea that on one hand, um, we're saved by God's grace, and it's not of ourselves that God just forgives us and loves us. But the other hand, there's this belief, this teaching that, oh, you have to do something. You have to believe it. And, you know, ultimately, I don't think that people choose what they believe. And I read a lot about free will and determinism. And so right now, I don't think that... I chose to believe in God, uh, the Christian God, because that was what was taught to me. And I also don't believe that I, ta uh, that I chose 
to just not believe in God because I wanted to go to hell or something like that. I don't think that's the way it works. And you can agree or disagree with me, but that's just my honest opinion, you know, what happened, why I don't believe in God anymore. And hey, you know, I'll talk to you about it if you really want to know more, but I think I covered in this video. So, you know, hope this makes sense. Hope this has helped someone. Anyway, this is Chandler Klebs, and I guess this video is over. Bye. Okay, thank you, Chandler. I, I think you could understand the, um, the salience of his arguments that um, if God is all-powerful, then, um, then certainly we can't have a free will because, um, because all-powerful means what God would want to happen must happen. Um, now Chandler and I reached somewhat different um, conclusions regarding the existence of God. Um, I, um, I tend to believe that God and the universe are synonymous. Um, it's not a you know personal belief. It's it's referred to as pantheism. You know, it, it actually predated the the religions that we we know now the monotheistic religions and even the uh, the polytheistic religions of um, of Greece and Egypt and um, so I mean the, the argument for this is is quite um, fundamental um, for example there there are certain attributes that we um, hold God to have like omnipresence you know. If God is everywhere, well, the universe is everywhere. The universe is everything. Um, another of God's attributes is um, all-powerful, you know, omnipotence. Well, again, if God is omnipotent, the laws of nature are omnipotent. Um, causality, gravity, that's what governs everything in the universe. So again, you have this synonymous kind of... Um, you know, um, the terms are synonymous. Um, if God, God is also um, considered to be omniscient, and uh, you know, Chandler, Chandler kind of like raised the objection to this. Um, I'm not sure. I, my my take is that um, in order for God or the laws of nature to govern everything, I think. God or the laws of nature would have to be aware of everything. And, um, and I think, for example, our, our, our knowledge of evolution kind of pretty much um, demonstrates that, um, for example, like you have a, a plant like a Venus flytrap, you know, um, that develops this, this kind of like trap for for insects and digestive i mean i can only imagine how long it took for that apparatus to be functional you know the way we we know it today and so like i would have to guess there has to be some planning um some some foreknowledge of what to expect um now the one the one area where um where 
it, it's challenging to, to accept, you know, God in the universe. And it's challenging to accept that we don't have a free will is in the area of God's omnibenevolence or being all good. You know, we, we'd like to believe that God is all good. And under the free will belief, we can do that. But then we become evil. You know, so like the challenge of overcoming free will is to understand, all right, I'm, I'm not going to say that God is evil or, or not good because there, there's one other option. And it just doesn't, you know, it's, there, there are a couple of other, other options related to this. One is that um, the evil in this world is inextricably connected with pain. In other words, if there was no pain, if sentient beings did not evolve the capacity for pain, because that's what happened. I don't believe that single-celled organisms feel pain. Then there would be no suffering, and if there was no suffering, there would be no evil, because really, evil is what creates suffering. You know, goodness is what creates pleasure and happiness. So... Um, so, you know, one possibility to absolve God is that um, perhaps God is not perfect. It seems, you know, that seems a realistic assessment, that, that I can't see any good reason for having created the pain that then leads to so much evil, so much suffering. It doesn't make sense. I mean, like... For example, if you were God and you were all-powerful and you would create creatures that you would presumably love, why would you afflict them? It doesn't make sense. Okay, the other, um, so, you know, so it's a possibility that it's a mistake. The other option is um, a way of absolving God is that, um, and this relates to the, the question of free will, because we don't have a free will, the reason we don't have a free will is because everything has a cause. So now I've explained this a lot on previous shows, but very um, basically everything we do, everything we think is caused, and then there's a cause to whatever we do and think. And there's a cause to that cause, and a cause to that cause. In other words, like, there are the, there's a chain of cause and effect. You know, again, everything we think has a cause, and there's a cause to that cause, and a cause to that cause, and causes are always going to go back in time. You can never have a cause happening after what it causes. You know, that's pretty clear. So you have causes regressing back in time, cause by cause by cause. And what makes free will impossible absolutely impossible, because everything is caused, is that this chain of cause and effect regresses back to our birth, to before our birth, you know, and then it regresses back to before the planet was created, and before galaxies were created, before even the Big Bang. In other words, like, in terms of absolving God, according to our logic, we can't ever get to a point where this causality ceases, you know, where there's like a first cause. 
Because, you know, our minds would, would wonder, well, how did that come to be? You know, how did God come to be? How did the beginning of the universe came to be? So, so one answer to this, and of course it's not completely satisfactory because it, it somewhat transcends logic. Either option transcends logic. You know, a beginning and an endless regression. But if we, um, if we consider the perspective of an endless regression, then you have this chain of cause and effect that regresses back behind any, let's say, evil action that, that a human being might do. You know, and we, we do a lot of evil. You know, thank goodness we don't have to blame ourselves to the extent we understand it's not our fault. But this chain of cause and effect regresses back to before the Big Bang, and it just doesn't stop regressing back. And the point here is if you can't reach a point, a point in time, a point in causality where a decision is made freely, you know, by God, by the universe, because again, a free decision would, would, would in a certain, certain sense not be dictated by prior causes. So if you can't reach that point, if, if, if this chain of cause and effect continues to regress back endlessly in time, that's the way you can, you can absolve God of the evil in the world. You know? and, and it may be that um, people need to understand this principle before they can understand um, why free will is impossible, why, why we don't have a free will, why, um, in a certain sense, everything is God's will. And, and, it, and it makes sense. Um, consider, again, consider the um, God of the universe being all-powerful. If God is all-powerful, nothing happens that God does not want to happen. You know, it's very clear. All-power means all-power. Um, that means, um, in a certain sense, the belief in free will is blasphemous. You know, blasphemy is attributing to ourselves attributes that belong to God. In a certain sense, it's idolatrous, you know. Idolatry is worshiping something other than God. And so, like, the free will belief kind of, it makes us into mini-gods. You know, just like it, 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 um, it describes us as having this power to create our, our thoughts, to circum, circumvent, to, um, to evade the laws of nature, this law of causality, you know, to, um, to evade reason. So, so in a certain sense, um, again, an all-powerful God um, or universe just, just very, very clearly uh, refutes the, uh, the notion of free will. And um, another way, of course, to, to refute free will by God's attributes is God's omniscience, you know, the universe's omniscience. Um, again, I, I believe the universe has to be self-aware. And like sometimes, for example, atheists will tend to deny that the universe is intelligent. You know, that they, intelligence is somehow 
just basically circumscribed to human beings, that we can be intelligent, but the universe can't. And that, that seems kind of illogical because, you know, the most complex structure we know of in the entire universe is the human brain. But would we human beings had absolutely no part in creating that human brain? It was created by God or nature. So, so it seems that God or nature is not just very intelligent. It may actually also be omniscient. It might, may also know all that happened in the past, still be aware of it, and know all that's going to happen in the future. I mean, that's the standard belief in God. And that poses a, a serious problem for free will. Because, and many people don't, don't grasp the logic of this. I'll try to explain. We have about two minutes. Let's say God, at the time of the Big Bang, 13.8 billion years ago, knew what you, what I, what we would be doing today, what we'd be thinking well, if God knew it back then, and, and the other thing, part of this is like, God is also deemed to be infallible. You know, he, he doesn't, well, doesn't make mistakes. Maybe he does. I mean, again, like we're, we're talking about this, this idea of pain being a mistake. But, but you know, again, um, to the extent that we consider God as infallible, then in order for... God, to be correct, we're locked into what he knew 13.8 billion years ago. We can't do anything other than what he knew. All right, so I, 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 I think you can understand um, why this issue of free will is so important to, to who we are and how we view our world. You know, on the one hand, we believe things are up to us, and that kind of like denies God's omnipotence, denies his omniscience, um, denies the laws of nature, denies reason. Um, and at the same, same time, we have to acknowledge that because we don't have a free will, it's the universe that's confusing us in this way, just like it confused us about the world being flat. And, and various other things that, that we've, you know, about like the Garden of Eden, you know, um, these beliefs that we had, that we overcame through science. All right, well, again, thank you, Chandler. And, um, you know, this is, this is good. We're, um, I think for our next episodes, uh, we may get to do a few more. Nick's going to come back for um, three segments, I think sometime in January. And um, all right, we'll be back again. See you soon.